Welcome back to the BJJ Balance Podcast. My name's Kenny, um, and I'm here with Matt. What's going on, brother? Cock V. Everybody. That, <laughs> that, that is in Russian. That means, how are you? And that is, can, means something completely different in America. <laughs> I don't know that we have. I look at the, uh, the saturation map of like our um, demographic. I don't know that we have any Russian listeners. Well, bonjour, if you're out there. Yeah. If, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how is he saying that wrong? Post a, post a uh, I'm gonna an Instagram some, story. And tag some us. dude's going to show up with freaking cauliflower ears, a beard, and no mustache, just ready to put hands on Shorts me. Shorts and a top. Uh, and just be Full like, Sambo gear. Like wrestling shoes on. Pet bear. And just want to freaking double leg me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ready, dude. I'm just trying to crack jokes here. How dare you disrespect my country? <laughs> Sorry, man. My bad. <laughs> well, this is the uh, the New Year's episode or the pre-New Year's episode. Pre-New Year's. So we're going to be discussing some um, some some New Year, New Me, New Year, reflection, New Reflection, reflection. You know what was cool? Even though next year's going to be way cooler, um, our Spotify Unwrapped. Yeah. was cool. Yeah, we was already cool. made some people's like top lists. Yeah. And we've only been, you know, 14 episodes, 15 episodes in. Right. So... That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's neat to uh, just the, the growth in general. Just Next in the short year, it's going to be cool to see where we rank. Where we get a full year. When we get a full year in. Yeah. Because yeah, we just, you know, you know. This was all on a whim, guys. This None of this was like. Like I've said on episode one, I want to throw this out there. Episode one of our podcast. I had met Kenny before because I taught a class at his academy. Yeah. But before the podcast, the first time I really met Kenny was 10 minutes before we cut episode one. Right. And how many people can say that? Usually they're, yeah. boy, let's start a podcast together. Yeah, yeah. And I've had podcasts like that to myself. But like 10 minutes, and we just freaking hit the ground running. Just went at it. I've known him for 10 minutes. We just uh, took a photo shoot. Yeah, we did. Little, for more thumbnails. And, you know, me and my boys, we always talk crap on people who just do all these fancy photos in their geese. And here I am. <laughs> and <laughs> that's my first photo shoot. That's my first photo shoot in geese. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was interesting. There's, there's, some, uh, there's some photos out there that might not make it to the internet. <laughs> How do you think Matt would take photos to be funny? <laughs> they, and we did that. And, you know, maybe if you subscribe for my premium <laughs> content. <laughs> uh, clothes were on. Uh, I'll link it. It's like that movie Gia. I don't know if you remember that movie back in the day. With uh, uh, Jennifer Angelina Jolie. Okay. It's the first movie where she showed her fucking tatas. And oh. uh, she's doing a photo shoot. And she's doing all this stuff. And it was like, so picture it, 1997. I've HBO after dark. Oh. Gia's on. Yeah. I got Sports Center on the last button. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. My do, you, do you think parents knew about the, the last channel button? I know. I know my grandfather did. <laughs> my grandfather would like come in and be like extra loud coming upstairs or come to my door. He knew it was going down up there. But I had that last button queued up. Yeah. Mine was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. What a <laughs> diversity. This guy goes from the Munsters to Real Sex 27. Uh, and it was, hey, I'm going to call it what it is. That Real Sex was some nasty people on there. Oh, yeah. So it was like nudist colonies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was not a good uh, introduction to uh, sex for most teenagers. A bunch of hippies and stuff. Hey, man, you got, you really, we didn't get to choose, man. You get what they give. Did you ever catch that American Pimp documentary that was on HBO? Uh, did I? 
That was wild. Did I, dude? Man, good times. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. old, old school HBO guys, you guys are missing out on Angelina Jolie. Uh, Angelina Jolie, she uh, was doing a photo shoot. She was like a model, and also one photographer is like, "Does anybody want to make some real money?" <laughs> and then they're like, "We don't do it with clothes on." And did some of the girls left? She's like, "I'll make some cash." Good times, good yep. times. We're coming went. to find out on the podcast, uh, young. Matt was a little bit of a pervert, but I think, uh, I think w- <laughs> these are the memories that are burned into his head, uh, but I think, Hey, I think everybody my age was, was like that anyways, cause I mean, it was so unattainable. Yeah. Well, the nineties was, uh, that was like, um, the beginning of like the kind of sexual exploration era. You, you're going to hit me right when my puberty starts or hit me at Baywatch. Right. At 10 AM in the morning. Right. Well, then the internet. That's like, you know, the early stages of the internet. It, you, I mean, there was no video porn, but it was pictures. You know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, it was blind wire. I had a, oh, I had a guy that I was uh, in the air force with and he ran a porn site and like broke down like the, all the, like, like how you do it, like how they buy the pictures and what, cause he's not hiring these models to do photos, like broke the whole, the whole thing. It was like, basically it was just like a shell. Like there's these companies where you buy like batches of like the content. Mm-hmm. that are filmed by like you know professional photographers or whatever and then once you buy the rights to that content like it doesn't exist anymore so only you have it like exclusivity <laughs> damn yeah so then yeah yeah it was, just, it was wild and like how like the charging rates and like he made decent amount of money doing that while he was in the air force he just ran a porn site on the side and was like married and whatnot like yeah, yeah. Like your wife doesn't trip the fact that you literally <laughs> okay well let's circle back to this so uh i you know Remember the days of like LimeWire? Yeah. And I'd be like, you'd have to like get excited off of a, of a, a, a headline. It'd be like, young girl scared, gets saved by something or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, this is going to be a good one. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking download it, download, go to school. And then it ends up being a Soldier Boy video. Yeah, go to school. <laughs> go to school. You're like, dude, that headline was fire, dude. This is going to be some crazy. And you get home and it's some like, yeah, Soldier Boy video or something. Yeah. Damn, dude. <laughs> dude he, did, I, he, uh, he admitted that he did a lot of that Like he went, when he was um, trying to get exposure. And he was releasing songs like independently. He would put them on LimeWire linked as different things. Like whatever album was hot at that time, he would link like he'd be like, oh, the new Eminem album, but it would be his songs. That's a, um, a popular uh, YouTube hack. Yeah. You create a video um, that has the same headline as something that's already popular. And your video could be something completely else. And, well, uh, we're going to go check out Gordon Ryan's channel after this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever Gordon Ryan says, we're going to post the same thing. Yeah. And then butcher it. Uh, <laughs> same thing happened to me. I almost got caught up and I right. don't even really mess with any adult content on my phone at all. Unless it's like guys sending memes. Cause obviously I'm in the meme community. Right. Um, but uh, we have this group chat and, one of the guys sent an advent calendar for dudes and every day is like a chick, a different chick, like flashing. Right. And so like, I'm like, what is this? I click on it and I'm like, Oh, all right. Funny guys. Right. Anyways, my daughter's like, can I watch? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> my daughter's all, can I watch, uh, uh, you know, shows on your phone? And I'm like, sure. Not thinking of that. Like after you click on this little thread, it goes to the internet. Right. It's like, so it's on my browser. So she's like, what's this calendar? 
And I'm like, give me the phone. <laughs> give me the phone. I was Good like, thing she, she asked. I'm going to get caught without even getting caught. Yeah. My, uh, I'm like, I'm not even doing anything wrong. I'm getting caught doing things wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Brant. Way to go, bud. Those 6AM guys are wild. So let's get into some uh, some talk about jiu-jitsu. Uh, what's the fastest way to improve your jiu-jitsu um, game if you can't afford private lessons? Like, I think private lessons is the probably the fastest way you can get better. We talked about an episode or two ago where yeah. it's like, hey, you don't wait for it to circle around the thing you're stuck at. Pay a little extra and work on your deficiencies. Right. Um, what do you think is the fastest way to improve if you can't afford it? If you have a... Um similar someone similar size and maybe um maybe your rank or maybe a belt above you or something like that or maybe even a belt below you who knows if, but if you guys can just make time to meet up and just drill the things that you're already working on in class so you both have learned the technique and maybe you picked up different things from it maybe one of you journals <laughs> journal, <laughs> fucking journals or records it with your phone or whatnot while you're learning it in class and right. then you can review that with a with a partner that could be I th- I think drilling just the more you more you're able to drill the better you'll get um with things just becoming muscle memory and whatnot so if you have somebody you can do that with I think drilling is important yeah but I also think live situational sparring is oh important. yeah yeah so to me I think live situational sparring is crucial to your development of getting better at jujitsu because you can drill half guard sweeps and sweep each other back and forth or right. whatever technique you're using but put yourself in that position in live sparring yeah. Like, you know, that's what we do all the time. Three guys down, four guys on the wall. Right. Bottom guy pass, finish. Bottom guy sweeps, stays. Live situational sparring is probably the fastest way to get good if you can't afford to, like, do private lessons or, you know. I used to suck at passing guard, like traditional close guard. Sucked. So I, I, you, somebody got me in that, and it was like, well, we're going to be here for five minutes because mm. I'm not getting out of this type of thing. And then I did a private with Jason, and he showed me some things. And then... It wasn't necessarily, it was the private, obviously I learned some things that weren't, wasn't shown to the rest of the class and things that just kind of was tailored towards me in my game. But it was the, over the next few weeks before that competition I was training to go into, I forced myself to end up in someone's full guard and, and work those movements. So it's like, they thought maybe that they just pulled, you know, pulled me into guard or got me into guard, but like I was I was trying to get there to begin with. Right. And it's like, now can I get out of it? And I was also going with people that I knew had a good close guard. So like, let's really make this a challenge and see. And I've gotten dramatically better at that. To me, the best way to open guard, close guard is, you know, standing up, you know, picking, standing up, grab the cross grip, step with the foot that you have the grip. So they don't grab your foot, get up on the hips, push the hips down, pass knee slice. That's the way all the big names do it. A lot of people will, you know, like to put their hands on the pants, put your knee in the asshole, pop the yeah. things open, underhook. The cross grip you're talking about, like like sleeve and... I'm talking like either if it's no gi, you're two-on-one-ing the far arm okay, in a closed guard, and you're standing up with the leg that you have the arms uh-huh. so they don't grab your foot. Right. Or if it's gi, you're, you know, you're grabbing lapel over the hand, you're grabbing the hand that you're going to step with yeah. in the lapel Shove and you step and- up. You can either pick them up off the ground, it looks like a G push him down or you know just push the hips down to me those are the best ways yeah. to pass guard but they're the most tiring ways to pass guard but the, if, the, all, all the world champions that's the way yeah. to do it jay definitely showed me those um and they're they're super effective um i've i've really become accustomed to the knee slice um mm-hmm. if i can break the if i can break your guard 
um, you know, knee in the butt and kind of twist sideways and break it and then just shove a knee down and, and go for it, I can right. get through it. I might get caught in quarter guard sometimes, but for the most part, I'm getting through it. And he just back kick the thighs and, yeah, you know, he cut through and sit out. But, yeah, I definitely think, you know, the fastest way to improve. Also, videotaping your grounds. Yeah. And I've talked about this before, but, like, you know, I know sometimes you feel bad about doing that because you've – be like, you don't like, why are you videotaping? You're not going to post this on your Instagram. Like, you just tell your partners, hey, I'm just doing this for my personal thing. Right. We have a guy, Jay, shout out. He videotapes every class. Okay. But he never posts a damn thing. It's just for his own personal thing. Yeah. So, which is, you know, he's just studying his moves, studying his game, right. studying what the professor was showing so he doesn't forget. Well, like, especially if you're trying to work on something and you're not getting it you can go back and watch like what step you're missing and, and see like, or, and then sometimes you can't see what the, your opponent's doing. Right. And the video is definitely good for that. It might, it might expose what they're seeing mm-hmm. that you're not seeing. And that's how they're getting through. Say you're with your professor and he's teaching half and you're like, Oh, there's the half guard and you do. And, you, and it's being all videotaped. Mm-hmm. And then you're like live situational sparring and you and half guard. You're like, well, I couldn't hit the sweep. Right. Like, like he was just showing it. I couldn't get it off. You can go back like, oh, but see, when he was doing it, he was doing this. And look, when I'm doing live, I'm not doing this. And video can help you. Yeah. Like, there's why I'm messing up. Yeah. So that's how I would get faster without being able to afford private lessons. But also, you might be able to get rates on private lessons where you and your buddy can go in it together. Right. And that might even be better because then the professor can overlook technique and he's not actually the guy showing you. Right. He's overlooking and you can learn more with maybe a two-man uh yeah, I think that's a cheat code that I, yeah, I, I think privates with two people is the way to go. Zebrid out purple belts to also help. Zebrid out purples that are close to their browns because uh-huh. they know a lot. Right. They know a lot and they want to teach and they want to show, but they're just almost brown belts. Yeah. They want to show you. So after class, if you're like, hey, man, can you show me how you do this or how you do that? Most guys, most guys will, you know, help you out. Yeah. So those are vast ways you can improve your game if you're really tight with the dollar, which everybody in this economy is tight with the dollar right now. Yeah. Yeah. We always talk about Purple Belt energy and whatnot. I, one thing that I've noticed is uh, while he may be there to steal your girl, he's also pretty helpful. He's going to show you some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to fuck your chick. <laughs> you know, like, hey. <laughs> Do you want to be good at jujitsu or not? (laughs) There's a price to pay, my man. (laughs) Why do you hate purple belt so much, Matt? It's bullshit. Like, not all purple belts are like that. Okay. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why do you think he was late to class? Yeah, he's doing something there. Uh, so new year's resolutions what are yours in the one of our last episodes we talked about accountability and uh and kind of making things public um or at least sharing it with people that are close to you that you know will hold you accountable so one of the things that i've been shitty with my entire life pretty much is my diet i grew up like a skinny kid until i was 26 and then all of a sudden i got like a beer belly and it never went away. Mm. And, uh, but I was like always like 175, 180 pounds. I mean, 18 to 26, I was that, that size. Didn't matter what I ate or how much I drank or anything. Mm. Um, 
And it's it even like when a, a couple of years ago, like before my kid was born, like I was in a hardcore gym phase with my wife and we were hitting the gym like six days a week kind of a thing. And I built like nice shoulders, back, arms, uh, you know, a little chest and like my, my midsection kind of toned down a little bit, but I never had abs or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. had like less of a belly and I'm tired of it. You know what I mean? So I need to change my diet and, uh, this one- show really put that on you too. Yeah. Now, Hey, the camera's adding 627 pounds. I'm just telling you guys got that right now, <laughs> but like also seeing yourself on video, like man, I ain't fucking getting shape, dude. Right. So right. yeah, I am with you on that one. Well, so we've got a um, a listener of our pod uh, who is a jujitsu purple belt out in Arizona. Um, shout out Grissom. I think I'm saying that right. I Didn't kill a guy. Right. Didn't kill a guy. Did not okay. kill a guy. Okay. He's a he's a, a tattoo artist uh, out out in um, uh, the like Phoenix area or Maricopa County area. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, he is in phenomenal shape. Dude's like I think he's like 44. If you look at his Instagram, dude is just fucking shredded. Um, and he's just disciplined as fuck. And he's, he posts all these like motivation, like he'll be out for a walk. You know what I mean? Like it's not jogging. He's not fucking, he's not going hard on the car. He's just out for a fucking walk. And he, he'll just post these like videos talking to the camera, like, you know, like just about being a better person, like, and, and kind of holding himself accountable, if that makes sense. And, uh, watching some of these videos, like, you know, there's times where I've been inspired where I'm like, fuck man, like I need to get my shit together, but not inspired enough to do anything about it. Just cause that, that falls on me, you know? Mm-hmm. And recently he was posting some pictures of people that he's helped with like meal plans and like things like that. And, uh, he's posting some before and afters and I commented on one of them and he hit me up and he's helping me out. So, um, he's, he's an off the mat bunny rabbit. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent guy is an absolute savage. And, um, so that's, that's my goal. So he's over this next week, I'm just going to eat like I have been normally, but I'm like tracking all, I have like an app. I'm tracking everything I eat so I can see what my intake has been Mm. for the last, you know, however long. And then he's already established some macros for me to follow. And he's going to see, like, see how much you, your eating habits change just based off of like, you know, in taking the, the proper amount of stuff for your body type. He's like, I want you at like. 10% 10% body fat or less. I'm currently 27% body fat. I'm currently probably higher. Yeah. Jeez. So, I don't even want to know. So it, it's going to be a long road, but that's my goal for 2024 is, is um, uh, being more disciplined uh, with my eating. Um, I drink a lot of energy drinks. I drink, uh, I eat a lot of like shitty snack cakes. I've had like one energy drink my whole life. Yeah. But I'll crush some sodas. Yeah. So same shit. Yeah. I need to, and, and for a while I like, I, I was supplementing like, well, soda is, you know, it's terrible. I still love it, but I'll drink Gatorade. Like I, there's so much sugar in that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, I just need to drink fucking water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe if I have like a cheat day or we go out to sushi or something like I can't have water with sushi, but I'm, no, you let can't. me have a Coke, but I'm not in any, I love sushi by the way, but I'm not in any, uh, Sometimes you're like, oh, cheat day. But, like, I'm in no shape to be having cheat days. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. It's like, yeah. oh, give myself a cheat day. Yeah. If you're in great shape, your boy, Grisham. Yeah. You know, he can give himself a cheat day. 100%. I'm not in a shape to give myself a cheat day. Yeah. We're in boot camp, baby. But if you if you look at him, you'd be like, he didn't take cheat days. He can't. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, but he's just, it's just discipline, dude. You know what I mean? So that I'm I'm looking to, and I'm also trying to, like, I'm trying to use positive, like reinforcing language. I, I know that sounds dumb as hell, but I know it definitely works. Like 
not, I'm, I'm not trying to like throw it up to chance. Like, oh, well, I guess we'll see how this goes. You know what I mean? Like, no, fuck that. Well, maybe we can have this guy on the podcast. Yeah. And he could get us fucking and talking like, you know, I can get us, you know, even if he had the call in, we can get him freaking get us all hyped up and motivated. 100%. That'd I think we cool. could probably make that happen. That would be cool. He's a fucking inspirational dude. Just just watching He's shit. He's like Goggins so. with tattoos. Yeah. Sounds so, good to me, man. Yeah. My New Year's resolution would, uh, personally, it probably, I'd, for the podcast, I would say I would like to, us to get to, you know, 10,000 downloads. Yeah. But I think we're going to crush that. Well, Because you guys are hooking us up right now, sharing us and yeah. liking our stuff. 10,000 total will break that probably by the end of January. I'm I'm liking that. So like I want it I want us to have like a couple good paid sponsors would be cool. Yeah. And I would like for us to like, you know, start uh, you know. Eventually I'd like to have this podcast good enough to where we could like sponsor somebody to compete. Yeah, that'd be rad. And rock our shit. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? But it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take some time to build, but like just the growth of the podcast in general, I'd like to see some good growth. Personally, Definitely want to drop some weight. Definitely want to compete this year. And, you know, I would like to have, I would like to save 20 grand, you know, just cash flow in my savings more. So that's pers- my personal goals. You know what? I, going back on the, the sponsorship thing, I think one of the things, um, company that we both, we both enjoy, Level Black, I mm-hmm. think one of the things that they do best is their community engagement and they're just, they're constantly, whether they're sponsoring somebody outright, like have a signed contract, like you're now an athlete for us or just shipping product out to up and coming. Like they do a lot of kids stuff. You ever notice that? No, bro. He pushes a lot of kids. Sponsor this kid's, this kid's finally a sponsored athlete. Like Clayton guy, he hooks people up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and hopefully we can have him on the show too. Um, yeah, man, you guys sent me, he sends me stuff. He sent me, Probably four or five geese. Oh, wow. A, like a bunch of rash guards, a bunch of shorts, hoodies. Like everything I have level black, I that's all on him. That's he's just a good dude, and he freaking hooks people up. So he's like, he just DM me one day. He's like, I like what you're doing, and uh, I just want to hook you up. Yeah. And I was like, dude, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, he's building they're a— They're doing it right. Yeah. He's building— I, I I think more so than any other brand in the in the space that I've seen, the—, the engagement from the the people that you know whether he's hooking them up or they're buying his product or whatnot i mean and he reshares everything somebody gets a package and they post it you know new level black package came in he's reposting it like and then that gets people hyped like fuck I, they recognize yeah. you know what i mean it's, they, the level black is definitely top class when it comes to doing that yeah. shit because yeah, i don't see other companies doing it. i don't see i mean la mala vita does that shit too yeah you post anything la mala vita they're resharing it yeah they're, you get something they'll reshare everything I'm, and i'm not calling it any any it, I, if i bought a you know brand x gi what you know major company gi and i and i posted a picture of it or whatever the likelihood of that brand resharing it is pro- if i if i bought a if i posted a hyperfly gi you know what i mean pictures just, of- i think it just shows that he runs his social media yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's what it, I think that's what it is. Like some of these people don't run their own social medias. Right. And, and so, he, and I don't, I don't know the, the, uh, the size of his company and whatnot, but it seems like it's, I don't want to say it's a one man operation, but it seems like he's very involved from like the top down. So I think, um, there's a lot of pride in there. You know what I mean? It's not a corporation for sure. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's his company. So I think he's got a lot of love for it. Um, and it's that, I don't know. I, it's neat to see. Yeah, definitely. I think he's, I think, you know, that's probably, I mean, 
that's all I wear now is their yeah. stuff. And he's much. got his eye on the scene in general. You know what I mean? He's he's going. He goes to competitions just to watch people. You know what I mean? He, I, in fact, I talked to him about that one time. He, he's like, I, I've never wanted to set up a booth at an event. You know what I mean? I never wanted to be that guy. He's like, I just want my company to exist. And he goes, I want to go to competitions to watch competitions. How cool is it to be um, at a tournament and you see everybody rocking your shit? Dude, when I went to the ADCC, um, uh, Orange County, competitors, people watching, it, you couldn't turn your head without catching 20 people. If I look from here to here, I'm going to see 20 people in level black shorts, rash guard, t-shirt, fucking hoodie. What You know what I mean? Like it was everywhere. More yeah. than any other company combined, hands down. Like just, yeah. 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 Killing it. You so, know, and I think it's because he just genuinely wants to help people. Yeah. And I think that's why he's so like genuine, uh, genuine with like helping kids and stuff like that. So shout out to them. Yeah, for sure. And same thing. When I talked to the Mala Vita guys, they were said the same thing. They're like, we just want to help people. Yeah. That's what the guy, he told me. He's like, I just want to help people. I, I was talking to one of them. Uh, I'm not whoever runs their social media. And, and he was talking about, um, well, we had somebody ask a question on White Belt Wednesdays about uh, shortcuts or um, like women's. Uh, spats and like the way they're cut and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And the Malavita guy hit me up and he's just, he bro broke it down like explanation. The only, the reason Sanibel has theirs cut like this is they're the only people that cut their own blanks and all the other people basically are buying from other distributors and just putting their stuff on it and, you know, putting their logos on it and whatnot. Well, and so, it, it, and then when I sent that back to the person who posted the question, they're like, dude, thank you. Like it was super helpful and super knowledgeable on the yeah. company. So, you know, it's cool that the, he's also listening as well to, uh, to, you know, what, what is needed out there as far as, you know, what, what the female competitors are looking for and stuff. So, yeah. So I think my new resolution would be general growth of the podcast itself. I would like, I'm just, even though I know it's going to, I just excited to see where this is at around next Christmas. Yeah. I'm excited to see like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, or how far are we making money? Are we, do, you know, this is, it's a new adventure for both of us. And to me, I think that's exciting because I'm the kind of guy who doesn't quit. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's all like, this is it. It's it now. So I'm going like what, and I'm willing to go through, you know, are we even breaking through the algorithm? Are we even breaking through? When I started my host nation, BJJ, I only had, I was sitting at like 400 followers for like ever. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like post nothing, nothing, nothing. Grandma, grandpa liking it. I'm liking it. Like just my friends, teammates, that's it. One big boom, boom. One famous Grappler shared it, boom. And next thing you know, now, you know, my shit flying. Right. But like, I was willing to just to keep throwing shit out there until, until it breaks stuff. through. I yeah. will keep chopping away. And I think that's what this podcast is going to do. And I think we're already starting to break through a little bit, which I'm very blessed for and thankful for. But uh, I'm just excited to see where we get our air in a year. And, yeah. you know, again, I'm not saying it's because of me and Kenny. I'm saying it's because you guys are all helping us and you guys are pushing our stuff and you're sharing our stuff. So if you see our podcast and you like, or every time you guys like say this podcast is cool and you share it on your yeah. story, guys, that Thank means you. so me and Kenny will literally screen grab that. And we send it to look at what this guy said yeah. about it. We fucking love it. Or when you just hit us up in the DMs and you're just like, you know, hey, thanks for this. Like I've really been enjoying it. I, if you send it to me, I send it to Matt. If you send it to Matt, he sends it to me. Like that, that stuff Let's us know that we're heading down the right path. Yeah. And, and if there's something that, you know, you got a gripe about, let us know as well. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we can't please everybody. No, for but, sure. But at the same time, like, we want to make sure that we're, 
you know, we're, we're staying you know, true to the, true to the course. And yeah, that was, that was very, like, we love getting messages like that. We love watching the growth and the push of it. Kenny likes looking at the numbers of like what the podcast is doing. Yeah. And then he sends it to me and I'm like, Oh crap. I didn't realize, you know, like sometimes all, so one of our podcasts, like, man, I don't feel like that one was as good as last week's. And you're like, this is the number one one. Yeah. I'm like, Oh crap. All right. I didn't know. So, you know, which is cool. So that's new year's resolution for me. What else you got? Um, making public dec- declarations and, and being held accountable. So again, basically my, what we just talked yeah, about. Yeah. Mine's definitely the, the, um, it's not, I wouldn't say weight loss. It's going to be body transformation. I, by the end of 2024, I'm trying to look completely fucking different. Okay. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Right now, your boy's sitting out around 260 pounds, 257 to 260. I'm like always in those, that little bar park. I would like to be in the 220s. Okay. By the time I get my second degree, which will be this next coming summer. Better get after it. I better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so that's the plan. You know, I'm already like, your boy had a fucking Starbucks problem. Yeah. I hit that shit up all the time. I'm spending, you know, what happens? You date a white girl in Southern California, yeah. it's going to cost you $15 a week in Starbucks, a day in Starbucks. In Starbucks. <laughs> it was $8 a day, and then I got to finally drink I like $15 a day in Starbucks. Yeah. That's called with dating a white girl or marrying a white girl in Southern California, you're going to go to Starbucks every fucking day. And I had that problem. We stopped it. Yeah, I have not been in like four days. Oh, nice. It's huge. Yeah. It's like $100 I've saved. So <laughs> on my way to my 20000 <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So I'm definitely making smarter choices on my intake. And uh, I did the fast. Now, I talked about the fast the last episode or two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I just three-day fast. I made 48, 48 hours. Oh, so, really? So I did, you know, two days. <sighs> my my wife is pretty savage and, was and pretty, pretty disciplined, hungry. and she made it two days. And she, I remember us sitting in the kitchen, and she looks at me, and she goes, I just want to eat. And I looked at her, and I was like, do you want me to hold you accountable, or do you want me to let you eat? She goes, I want you to let me eat. I said, okay. So. <laughs> I was hungry, dude. Yeah. She, oh. I, I, don't, I don't know anybody that's made it through. Everybody, well, I know one guy that made it through. I know one guy. Yeah. My boy, my neighbor made it through. Or yeah. he told me he made it through. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know what he's doing at home or what he's doing. Right. But he'd be texting me like, dude, I had a potluck at my work. They had a surprise potluck at my oh. work. I'm like, dog, dog. He's like, I'm going crazy. I got to get out of here. I'm like, go home sick, dude. Go home sick. He's like, I am feeling sick, dude. They got donuts in here. I was like, damn. But, so, but yeah, no. Definitely, uh, there's my home. It's like, I want to get into 220s, dude. It's been too long. I've been in the 250s. The problem is I always get to 248, 247. And I'm like, hell yeah, looking good, dude. Because I have some old muscle in there somewhere. And then I just freaking, you know, once I get to the 240s, I'm like, ah, treat yourself. Right. And I freaking get off the wagon again. I'm tired of that. I'm going to get in the 220s again. That's my goal. 220s. I I don't know. Now when I post my second degree photo here in summer, Mm -hmm. everybody in my DMs, what's your weight? Yeah. What's your weight? I'm <laughs> like, fuck nah, dude. Here it is. So we'll see. It'll be 220. I'm half like half Kenny stand on the scale for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now I'm uh 217 to 220. That's the little area that I fluctuate in. And um I imagine me at your size, dude. I know. Hell yeah. No, you're and you're already pretty fast for even for your size. So imagine how much quicker you'd be <sighs> with 30 pounds dude, of imagine how big the root would look. It would look so much. <laughs> They say for every 10 pounds, it's half an inch. Dude, 
<laughs> dude. I fucking Matt's getting another inch and a half, baby. Bro, dude. I'm not afraid. I'll give you the six and a half, dude. And and it's the half is when I really arch my back. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, dude. Uh reflecting on our 2023 progress in jujitsu. I got a blue belt in 2023. You got a blue belt. Yeah. That's good. It's a big step. It was, um, I came back to jujitsu in April of 2022. Um, and I would say it took me close to maybe like the end of 2022 before like I kind of like felt comfortable on the mat again. You know what I mean? Between like getting my cardio back up to where I could actually roll a couple rounds back to back getting uh just comfortable with positions again um because when i trained years ago and i took that big break like i lost all that and it didn't come back fast it wasn't like oh you know like yeah i felt white belt as fuck jujitsu is not like riding a bike no 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 fucking way dude like you're like you can remember like the basics i guess like and that's just like you know in a gym you know just training i i can't even if you if you were a competitor and then you stepped away for years and you came back, the the game of jujitsu it just keeps progressing. You're fucked. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you gotta evolve. Yeah, you definitely have to evolve. Um, progress for me. Um, I I started coaching more this last year. I, yeah. I took on a role as a professor in the morning classes, the early morning classes for a couple of days a week at the gym, and I think that's really helped me because. It's not as easy. It's easy being the guy and like showing guys stuff after class. Like, dude, how'd you do that? Can you show me? And I show them. But like teaching to big groups of guys or bigger groups of people is a lot harder. Learning how to talk, learning how to like everybody's at a different skill set and how to like teach everybody different nuances of the move. So I definitely feel like I've improved um, my progress and coaching has gotten better. Yeah. So for the most part. I think that's the my biggest uh, reflection on because I definitely was kind of like nervous when I coached, but now I feel like I'm starting to find myself in my coaching style. Okay, um, I'd say skill level progress wise, um, I've started to develop my game. You know, as a as a new blue belt, I'm starting to kind of find my path of like what works for me and then branch off of that. I'm starting to chain moves together or yeah. like there'll be times where like maybe you'll mention something technique wise and like all of a sudden it makes sense in my head. Mm. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't like before it would be foreign. You know what I mean? When you're sitting around, like maybe you're at you're, you're you're at someone's house and you're watching a UFC fight, and there's a guy that does jujitsu and he's high level, and all of a sudden he's breaking things down, talking to another high level guy, and I'm just sitting there fucking lost, like right. what are they talking about right now? Or like you'll hear Rogan talk about it sometimes on his podcast and whatnot when he's talking to another high level jujitsu guy and whatnot, and then I'm just sitting there going like what? Like it's it's admirable. Like how in the hell are you watching something and then you're like oh well he can either do this this or this like they know. Right. The, the next moves move. that are coming up, up next. Dude? It's so, it's so insane to me, but it's like, I don't, um, I don't, I, I didn't ever have, I, I, I looked at myself and I'm like, there's no way I'll ever be 
that level. Like I'll never be able to understand. And it's starting to make sense. Now. I think with jujitsu, you always think like, there's no way I'm ever going to be that good. Yeah. There's no way I'm ever going to lose this. I was rolling with a guy this morning. He's like, dude, when I roll with you, I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah. You're all over me. And I was like, well, I've been doing it 15 years, dude. Like you'll get there. Right. He's like, someday some guy's going to look at you and be like, damn. Right. I can't, what are you doing? Like, like, that's just what it is. Like stick with it. You'll get better. Right. Um, everybody, jujitsu is for everybody. You just got to learn your style and your game. You know? Yeah. So uh, to me, I feel like, yeah, I can see, I can see how you can say like the learning, like when the words, people talking it and putting it into action. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely a skill set that you do learn. I think I was technically better. At jujitsu before the darkness. Yeah. Before the darkness, my cardio was so much better. And I still struggle with the, with the, with the breathing part because my lungs still have that ARDS and have those nodules. So I still kind of gas sometimes when I'm like, or breathe my, I st- heavy breathe. Yeah. But like before that, like my cardio was much better. So hopefully, you know, and now again, the resolutions dropping the pounds is going to help everything. So, yeah. hundred percent. So that's the plan. It's a plan for me. I don't want to be a big guy anymore. I'm tired of it. Um, game planning or uh, our training for 2024. So building a core group of training partners, attending frequent open mats, competition prep with adequate time, diet, training, supplemental lifting. That's, I know I want to compete a lot in 2024. I want to compete also. I don't know. I I, I got to look up the schedule. I don't even know how the IBJJF like seasons work. It's oh, like let's a, not talk about them. I got to see if they can freaking even let me in. <laughs> Well, we already know that Matt's on a lifetime ban after uh, <laughs> two episodes ago talking about IBJJF. So, uh, so you need to look at the Jiu-Jitsu World League schedule or the any BJJF or yeah, something but like that. I think I want to compete um, mostly in IBJJF just because I want to go after those points. If I'm going to pay for a comp, I'd like them to be like all in the same organization. Up, right. Yeah. So I want to look at, um, you know, what the 2024 schedule looks like and plan some things out. Um, I'd like to do as much of the localish, like the San Diego to LA and in, in, in between super heavy. No, you're going to cut. Oh, I'm going to lose weight, bro. Okay, so you're going to get like 190. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to, yeah, I want to well, be a real problem for you at 190. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might be faster than, I don't know. <laughs> no. Like, what the fuck am I? 190. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think you'll be very strong at one night at that weight class yeah. middle or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Heavyweight. So I want to, I don't know how often I'm, I think like maybe every other month if I could, um, I think more than that, like I, I've got a family and a wife and well, you said last year you were aspects of opening a school one day, the best yeah. way you got to start building a resume Yeah. and competition Yeah. and building, you know, the fastest way to belt up world titles. Yeah. <laughs> so you know you start winning master world titles you know jay's gonna have no you win a blue belt master world title or pants title right he has no choice you must go to purple <laughs> we'll know? see so that'd be cool we'll see i'd like to i'd like to get to that level though i you know the the plan it, it, it i'm just i'm trying to work my ass off as hard as i can i'd like to get my purple under jay before um we depart California. Uh, that that's an accomplishment. I, I, I'd, I'd be honored to have a purple under Jason. Um, and then 
that's just I'm more. Sorry, I'm not letting Kenny leave, guys. This guy thinks he's leaving. He's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> Where are you going, dude? We got a podcast now. And now we're sponsored. And now yeah. we're making money. Yeah. You're just going to leave? Well, it, yo, if the podcast gets If you to guys the point, want this podcast to stick around, <laughs> we better start making some cash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be doing it on Zoom. Like, hey. hey. I got to tell my wife, hey, look, we're going to have to put her in a private school. You know, pause yeah, making Linden money now. or whatever school yeah. it is. That's schools out here. No, I hear you. Um, I think game planning and training, building a core group. That's what we are. We're our core group. Yeah. We, I mean, you guys can DMS talk to us. We could talk to you guys. I'm down to talk to anybody. Also, you should always have a group. There's a group chat in your gym. Yeah. And you should be part of that group chat because well, there's so many times where people would be yeah. like, I didn't want to train. And someone's like training today, training today it goes off. I'll be there. I'll be there. What about Matt pussy? Right. I'm like, all right, fuck you guys. I'm there. Well, I know that, um, like, so I, I talked to Nate in your 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And he mentions that he's like exclusively a 6 a.m. guy, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like you have your 6 a.m. guys and they might go to later classes. But for the most part, they're, that's your, you know, established group at that point. Now, the 6 a.m. guys, and we had a question like this on the DMs, like, oh, why are 6 a.m. guys so better because they post pictures early in the morning? Like, hey, look, it. I don't know who sent that. That was today. But uh, no, this is. A lot of guys train us exam because they got jobs. They got families. Their kids have soccer after school. Like right. that's when you can get it in. So those guys are pretty loyal at 6 a.m. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, my buddy James, he's a purple belt. Um, he started that 6 a.m. coming in. Oh, really? And he said there was times he'd show up and no one would show up. And he'd just leave. And then eventually people started showing up. People started showing up. And then. Jay took over the Tuesday, Thursday. And then I was like, I'll come in on Mondays and Wednesdays. And now we got a full boat of black belts teaching every class. That's right. So it just grew and there's a community of guys. So yeah, we got that group and it helps a core group of guys can help you stay motivated, help you, uh, you know, train, go to open mats, stuff like that. And then they all support each other in competition. Right. You know, we had one of our guys, Jordan compete a couple weeks ago and people were like, Jordan's competing. People go down there and watch him. The whole team, like that whole group of guys. That's cool. And that group of guys today, where we're having promotions tonight, that group of guys will be at promotions, I'm sure. They'll all be hanging out with each other. I think it's um it's important to to do that, to to go support and whatnot, even if you're not competing. Um, you know, I have a, a five year old kid. She's not exactly uh the best at sitting still. But, you know, when we, there was a, an Anaheim Jiu-Jitsu World League and we had a bunch of people competing in it and like I took her, you know, I mean, just like she was, and she does Jiu-Jitsu, but she has no desire to watch people do it, you know, from 500 feet away, you know what I mean? So, um, but it was good just to go and and show a little love to the team. And, you know, you, you see people's face, like competitors faces light up. Like when they turn around and they see you and they weren't expecting you to be there, they're like, oh, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like I got some support behind me. I got some people. It's good. It's good to support your teammates. It's good to be a good teammate. And it's good to be a good training partner. Right. Because it takes two to do jujitsu. Well, and if these are the people that you train with and they're watching your matches and they see you get caught in something afterwards that maybe you didn't see, like that, that's, you know, maybe the next day in class they're like, hey, I saw what happened. Like, did you catch that? No, I didn't. Like, can you show me what happened? Like, what, where did I mess up? And then they might expose this hole that you didn't know you had. And your teammates know your game. Yeah. So sometimes a professor can't, has two guys competing at one time. Right. Right. Sometimes, sometimes there's like so and so is going at five o'clock. So and so is going at five o'clock. He can't be at both both places. Yeah. 
So he chooses one. So say you don't have a professor. It's good to have support from your teammates to be behind you because they know your game. A lot of these guys, they've rolled with you before. So they can be there and be like, hey, even though they can't be on the mat coaching, they can be on the wall right there over, like overlooking the freaking you know ledge and be like, hey, get to your stuff. Get to here. Get to there. Because they know what's in your wheelhouse and what's not in your wheelhouse. Right. They're going to be like, flying on bar. You know I've never done one of those in my damn life. You know what I mean? Like they know what you like to do. Right. And so they can help kind of help you, guide you through. Right. And sometimes just like you said, just the support of having someone there. Because oh, yeah. going there to compete and all of a sudden you have no coach. Yeah. That sucks. And you look over and the guy next to you is Hoffa Mendez is coaching some guy. You're like, he's got Hoffa Mendez and I'm nervous. <laughs> you know, it's good to have, it's good to have a coach. I had a coach against Hoffa Mendez when I first tournament. Oh, shit. And I was like, Hey dude, I'm sorry, bro. Like this guy's got all, I mean, their gym's all white, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. But, there's uh, a there's a, a video of a, a dude that's uh, he's like a high school wrestling coach and he you see him on the mat and he goes look at this bullshit and he pans his phone up and it's Daniel Cormier yeah. the, <laughs> he goes I got a coach against this guy I'm like multiple world champion Olympian like to me that's the coolest thing about jujitsu yeah one of the well, one of the coolest things about jujitsu the coolest thing is getting your purple belt but we go on that later or we've already been into that <laughs> the coolest thing about Brazilian jujitsu is it's the only sport where you can roll with the guys you look up to. Yeah. Can you, if you like basketball, can you go play pickup basketball with LeBron James? Right. No, you cannot. You, can you go hit baseballs with Mike Trout or Aaron Judge? Could you pay to go get a personal seminar from LeBron James? You know what I mean? Where no. You're gonna, fuck no. He doesn't even do that. No, no. He's good luck. Can you go roll with Gordon Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. If you had the, if you went down, visit him, paid to drop him fee, whatever you got to do, get a private lesson. You can roll anybody who's world champions. You can like the legit studs of this industry, you can train with them. And that's what makes jujitsu so cool because you, when you go to autos, Andre Galval is rolling on the mats. When you go to checkmat, Hushesha is on the mats. Gordon Ryan. All these guys are on the mats. Craig Jones, or whoever you like, fancy yourself as like the guy you follow. Their gym, they're training, right. get in class, right? And next thing you know, situationals happen, and you're walking off the wall, and you're getting swept by one of those guys, and walking your booty right back to the wall. <laughs> but like, you get to touch the guys you look up to, and that's what makes you just great. Yeah, and you, and I guess that puts into perspective too how good they are. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, you, you've mentioned before that you've rolled with Pachecha. It's just like, you know, he's good, but then you roll with him and you, you know what your strengths are and you're like, I'm going to give him my best. And that didn't mean shit. Nah, man. That didn't mean nothing. I don't even, I don't even know. Like I can't even explain it. Yeah. I can't even explain it. White belts do better. to. <laughs> I feel like white belts do better against me as a <laughs> right. black belt than, than I did against Pachecha. Jesus. <laughs> It was problems, dude. Yeah. Never yeah. trust a black belt. No, dude. <laughs> this guy is good, dude. I, mean, I feel like Bichette just had a deep voice since he was four years old. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he just rolled out hey of the guys. room. Hey, guys. All right. <laughs> Fucking sweet. Uh, but uh, we got questions? We do. Uh, Evolve with JoJo. Evolve with JoJo. World champion black belt. JoJo. She's in our gym stud and she teaches kids class shout out to her 
She is a beast. I remember her teaching kids when she was blue. She's she's a gangster. Yeah, she's been she's a gangster. Um, do you think everyone in BJJ should do at least one tournament? I do. I think everybody. I, I to take this a step further. I think everybody should be in a fight. Oh, okay. I think I think yes, I agree with the tournament thing because it, it lets you definitely know where you're where you sit in the jujitsu hierarchy, at least at your belt level or whatever. But I think that defending yourself in like a real deal, like oh shit, like this guy could fuck me up, kind of a situation, mm-hmm. really lets you know one, you know, if he's not trying to murder you and you're it's just a fight, like maybe you're a little stronger than you thought you were, or maybe it's an equalizer and you, you aren't as of the badass as you think you are as well. It's uh, yeah. an ego check. I agree with Jojo. I think everybody should do at least one tournament. And the reason I believe that is because a, it lets you know where you're at. Like if this stuff is for real, yeah. because it's going, you're going against people you don't know. So you're going a little harder. The intensity is a, a little way more than it is at class. And I think once you experience that intensity and in training in a tournament, when you come back to your class and training, your jujitsu opens up more freedom because you're like, oh, that was a competition. Right. And now I'm here. And since I'm competing now, now I can focus on my deficiencies in the game and I can roll and get to bad spots. And I don't feel like my, because if you have never competed, sparring is competition for you. Yeah. And you'll never evolve. No pun intended, Jojo. You'll never evolve if you're just sparring hard, trying to win every time you've got to spar and put yourself in spots and try to get better and, and make your game more well-rounded. And I think by competing once you realize the intensity is so extreme or so much more right. that when you do come back to class, you're like, Oh, okay. That's not this. I can train now. Right. Um, Mark like action. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, Gabby Garcia, Chris Cyborg, the Pigeon Lady from Home Alone Two. Oh fuck! <laughs> okay, ah uh, fuck Mary Kill, Gabby Garcia. Oh well, King Gabby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say the Pigeon Lady. That's just got to be stinky. Hey, that's that's smelly. That's smelly. Uh, but could you wash it? I mean, she could wash it first. <laughs> could you hose her? To- I, I mean, and the cardio is not going to be there for her. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I got great cardio. No, shit. The pigeon lady definitely. It, mm. I, not, this is hard I don't for mar- I don't want to marry the pigeon lady. I don't, well, I don't and if you, marry She's homeless. Them, she's homeless. You kill her. <laughs> Nobody's going to care. No, I mean, they dying every day. <laughs> and, and those pigeons will find new things to eat. So I'm killing the pigeon lady. Okay. From home alone. Even though she helped Kevin and he was great, but, uh, Kevin run, whatever pigeon lady. I'm sorry. And she's a little long in the tooth. So she's got to go. Um, Mary. I'd say it. I'm, I'm gonna, Oh man. So was, a, but I, if you marry, you got to fuck consistently. I well, yeah. So I think I. Whew. I'm going cyborg on that one. You're you're, you're marrying cyborg. She, she's the lesser of two evils. She's the most uh, feminine of the two. I'm going to fuck cyborg because you know 
whatever. I, mean, I just feel like I'm not trying to get head kicked for not doing the dishes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying. You, you don't think Gabby's going <laughs> to. Not going to head kick me. She's not going to hit me with striking. Hit me with like a low leg kick. I got a bad knee. I can't be taking that shit. And then I'm going to marry Gabby Garcia because she does some freaky shit <laughs> on her IG. I don't know if you guys follow Gabby Garcia on I Instagram. Don't. She's pole dancing. She's doing crazy stuff. That means she's into the some wild stuff. She's a genetically superior monster. I'm a big guy. I feel like our kids would be very good at jujitsu. Yeah. You know, with her fucking genetics and my fucking, you know, willingly willingness to get her injured. I feel like Gabby Garcia is going to fuck you, though. Oh, yeah. She'll carry you to bed and shit. <laughs> my kid. I'm tired. My kid, when, when she goes to bed, can you carry me upstairs like a baby? That's going to be Gabby Garcia. Oh, like, or, oh I, you could like drive home like from like a Christmas party, which because, you know, I love Christmas. And I could just like pretend like I'm a five year old. I can pretend like I'm asleep. In the car, and she'll just pick me up and carry me to the bed. <laughs> oh, sorry, Charlie. Uh, I definitely, yeah, that's it. I'm marrying Gabby. I'm effing cyborg, and I'm killing the pigeon lady. Thanks, at Mark. What's his name? Lag Mark Lag Action. Lag Action. Risky biscuits. Why are tenth planet guys scared to put on the PJs? I was a tenth planet guy. I put the PJs on. I never went back, but. I think I think the main reason is because you know you're either one or the other, and guys, you know, I'm not saying those are fertility guys are white belts. We already went into that, but yeah. uh, I think it's basically is you know they don't think the gis are the gi is beneficial in a real world situation. Yeah, that's, that's that. the whole premise of the tenth gi, tenth planet. Yeah, I know it, it, Eddie Bravo created it as a you know means of making jujitsu more suitable for later MMA early MMA you could wear a gi so you know but later MMA was you know to what it is now so it's like he needed something that didn't have collar grips or not collar grips but sleeve grips and pant leg grips I, I think that's the main reason I mean the main reason is you know and then once you get to that 10th planet you you like everybody kind of shits on the gi right so you're like you're either team shit on the gi or you're team gi oh, I'm just gonna say okay you know how like everybody says like CrossFit's a cult well well people that don't do jujitsu they think that you're in a cult too. Yeah. So, so, uh, the 10th planet is just a different cult. No, the 10th planet guys, like I don't ever hear jujitsu gi guys, which I consider myself. <coughs> I don't think gi guys ever shit on the no gi. Well, cause most schools do both. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, but 10th planet guys who don't do gi will shit on the gi. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, why not just go to a traditional gi school? Because that promise you, if they're legit, they have a no gi class. Yeah, and then you got best of both worlds. And on my original Instagram profile that doesn't exist anymore, there's definitely a photo of me. Hashtag ten p for life. Oh shit! Yeah, well that that worked out well. It didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Check man for life now, baby. You know what? I I got a question. This is uh, this is kind of kind of sort of um, okay pulls off of this one. At what point? Should you be allowed to put jujitsu or JJ or BJJ in your name, in your title on Instagram? I think you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I mean, hey, like, do you create a, a whole new IG for your jujitsu? I well, I was looking for a handle because I didn't really, and I was like, "What is my handle going to be?" You know what I mean? You're a black belt though, but it's yeah, like but I've had that, my meathead BJJ. Uh huh. I've had that for fucking, but 
purple belt, blue belt. But uh, I, I, you know, I just was thinking of handle. That's what I like, you know what I mean? But like my, 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 my wife's not like picking like, you know, at freaking, you know, wife's name, uh, pick my kids up from school. You know what I mean? <laughs> or Starbucks once yeah. a week, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> or once a day. <laughs> I don't know. I guess because we like people who like jujitsu like jujitsu, so yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Like people are like, "Why do white belts get flashy geese?" And because, yeah, well, yeah, on that, fuck it, man. You're gonna spend if you're money. in it, bro. If yeah. you're in it, like if you're like into yoga, like put yoga, like you know, you know, Kelsey yoga, whatever, dude. Underscore yoga girl. Yeah, yoga I, girl forty four. Like whatever, dude. Like you're into that. That's like usually your handle is what you're into. And if you're into jujitsu, fucking Steve, pick up basketball, 86. Put, yeah. B-ball for life, 95. Yeah. Like, whatever, man. Do what you got to do. Like, that doesn't bug me one bit. Like, go ahead. Like, if you want to put your freaking handle as BJJ, go for it. Just don't forget that second J. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a problem. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I think that wraps this one up. All right, buddy. You think what I'm thinking? Aim for the bushes. Yes, sir. See you guys next time. Oh,